0: Ready? Yeah. Yeah. Guess what I'm doing? Guess what I'm doing Tuesday? What? I'm getting Botox again.
1: Where? On your
0: butt? (laughs) Yeah. I'm like, can you Botox my butt? (laughs) I want my butt to look like it's not going to move ever. I don't want my butt to show any emotion.
1: Are you getting it like in between your eyes?
0: Oh, yeah. Hardcore. I used to get Botox in the before times and then just haven't gone because, you know, why, why make an extra appointment to be indoors with people during you know, yeah. pandemic times? But, you know, the pandemic has aged me a decade in two years. And so I'm not even going me too, to. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. All of us. I'm not even going to the medical spa that I used to go. I'm going to a danged plastic surgeon. She is a facial expert or something. Botox me up, baby. I think I'm the only girl
1: in our friend group that has not had Botox.
0: Yeah. Well, start saving your Poshmark money because your face isn't getting any younger.
1: No, it's not. It's not. It's real and break. It's real rough. (laughs) Dang it. Reverse aging. Why isn't it a
0: thing? Oh, it is. It's called Botox. (laughs) That's right. Okay, now, and cut. In a world where podcasting is the only thing that matters, two sisters who have very little reselling experience decide to make a podcast about reselling. Who will step
1: forward with reselling tips and interviews with some of the greatest resellers the world has ever seen. We are the Thrifter Sisters.
0: Thrifter Sisters. Welcome, listener. Welcome. Hello. We are interviewing today... Lizzie from Isle of Posh on Instagram. We are excited to have her in studio, virtual studio. In studio, vir- it's vir- it's a virtual studio. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so yeah. anyway, um, before we get into the episode, can you please do us a huge favor and go to Apple or Spotify and leave us a review? We are teeny tiny little baby infant six pound baby podcast. <laughs> Were we premature? What? No, we were a normal sized baby.
1: Well, Pod- our children did not weigh that little. Okay. Oh, anyways,
0: we <laughs> <laughs> we are a little podcast, and it really would help us if you could go and leave us a, re- a review. We'd appreciate it. And then find us over on Instagram at Thrifter Sisters Pod. And in the meantime, enjoy Lizzie from Isle of Posh. Isle of
1: Posh is here. He's here.
0: This is our favorite type of uh, recordings to do, episodes to do, is talks, interviews with other resellers. So today we have Lizzie. She is from the Instagram account Isle of Posh. Hi, Lizzie.
2: Hi. Thank you for having me. Thank you for <laughs> being here. We're, we're,
0: <laughs> I mean, just so here's a little BTS, a little behind the scenes. We were just talking to her a minute ago before this now, which you're actually hearing. And um, we have a lot to get to today. So we're going to get into it. We're starting now. No, no jacking around today, because she's a super busy lady, y'all. We got all
1: the hard hitting questions here. We're gonna start first with you were in Still Magnolias recently.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yes, I was. I it was a community theater play, and I got to like thrift for my costumes, which was fun. And who
1: did you play?
2: I was Shelby. Amazing. The juice drinker. Um, yeah, yeah, that's
1: what my husband he was like. Who did she play? Did she, was she the one with the sugars?
2: The, sugar. the sugars yep that was me it was such a good experience we just had our cast party a few nights ago and then we just can't like give up on the play it's totally over but we're all going to see another production of it in a few weeks so <laughs> that's so cute we just love it
0: that's fantastic that's how long a good play how long was it open
2: uh three weeks and um it was like ran, ran just on the weekends so but we started back Rehearsing before Thanksgiving.
0: So how did? So how old does you have? You're a mom. You mm-hmm. have a you have a little one.
2: Yeah, he's a young one, but he's not necessarily little. He's almost <laughs> eighteen months old, but he is like thirty two pounds. He's a big boy. So, Ooh,
1: a little butterball.
2: Yes, he is.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so how did you find that? Like managing your time between. Trying, you know, rehearsals and then actual performances, and then your reselling business, and then an eighteen-month-old. For those of you that don't have children, (laughs) there's zero free minutes in your day when you have an eighteen-month-old. Like Lacey and I, kids—they're old enough. We're like, go into your rooms, go get on your devices. Just get outside. Go 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 play. Yeah, yeah. We can let our kids outside, and we don't have to watch them. Lizzie, I promise that day does come eventually. I know it <laughs> seems impossible right now; like it's never, ever, ever going to
2: happen, but it does. So, hey, for those, he still has
1: nap times, right? I'm hoping your little one. Well, no, that's
2: he does that's one true. long nap a day. Yeah, long one. So, you yeah. bank on that nap time. Yeah, so, I tell did. us,
0: tell us about your schedule. Like, how were you able to manage all of that when you're um, in the midst of rehearsals and everything else?
2: I think, honestly. I feel like it sounds cliche, but I had a really good support system. And if I didn't, there was just no way I could have done it. My husband is the best dad. And he, I mean, sometimes I think he's a better dad than I am a mom because he plays and he gets on the floor and he builds forts. And so when he's off of work, it's like a breeze. I mean, I go do my thing there in his room for hours just playing and whatever. Um and then my mom lives really close by so it was like a tag team effort, my mom, my husband, they would That's just great. whoever was available.
1: <laughs> That's so I huge.
2: Think, I don't think it's
0: cliché. Like it, it's amazing that you have that cuz so many people don't have that like that support system and then your life is just drowning in children and yeah. Like,
2: yeah, I don't know how people do it without help or support i, I mean I, there's yeah. no way i could do anything and, but mom <laughs> and, yeah and yeah and
0: also as a an experienced mom of 10 years um i want to tell you quit get those little thoughts out of your mind about him being a better dad because let <laughs> me tell you what this is what is the difference i would love to spend all my time playing with my kids when they're here But we, the moms, we're running this shit show. We are getting everything going. We're in charge of all the schedules, all the food, all the laundry, the whole house, our jobs. The husbands have their jobs and they get to roll on the floor with the kids.
2: That is so true. Well, I was going to say, like, I feel like I buy something every single day as a mom. Like, I am constantly at the grocery store, Target, like, we ordering on Amazon. There's always something that we're running out of. And we're only a family of three. But I'm like, how can I not keep stocked on everything?
0: <laughs>
1: yeah, especially something. in that, like, diaper that you're in right now. I mean, oh, God. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah we, we manage way more than I think we even realize as moms because we have this constant, like, ticker tape in our head of, like, all the things we have to keep track of. And my husband is an amazing participant in household chores. Now, he doesn't do them, like, on his own. But when I'm like, hey, could you help with the laundry? He makes breakfast. He does when he's home. He travels a lot, though. Um. So this is not like, oh, he's not a participating parent. He absolutely is. But their brains just work different than ours. So oh, I agree. Mm-hmm.
2: I think so, too.
0: <laughs> I would love to play with my kids. I don't have time. I got to yep. run this shit
2: show. Yep. That's <laughs> what, and I think that, too. I say I'm a, a, the nurturer when he is sa- sad or gets hurt or mm-hmm. something comes to me. But when he's like wanting to play. It's like mom who (laughs) and dad the guy. (laughs) So can you talk about how
0: do you manage having an 18-month-old at home when you're trying to like photograph and list? And are you working around like his night and sleep schedule, like nap and bedtime schedule? Or is he just involved in the background while you're doing stuff?
2: Um, I Most of the time, I've tried a bunch of different methods because it's really been trial and error with trying to schedule time to do Poshmark and a lot of times unfortunately it falls to the way background of everything else. Yeah. Um so I've tried nap times. I've tried waiting till everyone's asleep in the house and just like working through the night. I've tried getting up really early before everyone. I have tried going to my mom's and then I'm like you watch him while I do this stuff and just taking everything there. Um And I've even tried like blocking him off into an area Mm -hmm. where I can see him (laughs) while I photograph. (laughs) And the only one that I think really seems to work is if I either wait for someone to be home, like if my husband's at home, I try to power through or working really early or working really late. Like, yeah, usually I can't do it if he's like, running around and I have to pay it because he puts things in his mouth. Yeah. Like, at that age, I mean, they're, they're mobile
1: and they will shove anything in their orifices.
2: Oh yeah. And any <laughs> oh, friends that I have that don't have kids are like, like, it's probably fine if you just stick him in something. And, and I'm like, that doesn't work like that. No. So, Especially
1: no, if he it, can see you, because then he's like,
0: yeah. <laughs> and it, it's like, you're real. you're honestly at that age, Trying to keep them alive every moment of the day because oh, yeah. they're constantly doing something. You're like, you're gonna die. You're yep. gonna break a head open. Like it's just constant search for survival methods
2: it is. at this it, at this age. But I will say, like, it is also really nice that I, if I run out of time during the day or I can't find time, it's like, okay, I can do this tonight. Like I can wait until everyone's asleep and do it. That's kind of the beauty of getting to do this and being at home because I get to be with them all day. But I yeah. Can, Stick it in where I'm able to. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's definitely challenging and exhausting, but you know, we met, we figured out, we fit it in where we can when yep. we have the tiny humans. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um, so, are you full time reselling? Is that like your main? Or are you kind of like part time because you are trying to like do the acting thing too? And okay.
2: yeah, I um, I would say part time right now. I would love to do it more full time. Um, I teach one day a week. I teach kids acting. Um, so Cute. Monday afternoons, I have kids from age six to um, eight for a class. And then I have kids nine to 12 for a class. So that's really fun. So that's kind of like my regular income, I guess, mm-hmm. that I know is coming every week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, is it like your
1: own independent thing? Or are you doing it through an organization?
2: I do it through a studio. Um, but I'm technically like an independent contractor. So I yeah. also have like some kids I... Help with um, upcoming auditions that they have, so I'll do like privates and stuff. Um, and then I do acting when I get stuff. Like if I yeah. book anything, I will do that. Um, and then the well, rest tell of the time, reselling. tell us about your acting background. How like when did you start getting
0: into this? What what all kinds of cool stuff have you done?
2: It goes, what do you hope to do? It goes back to when I was like a little little kid. I can remember being in first grade. And we did plays within our first grade class. And I remember I got the part of the big bad wolf because I could growl better than everyone. (laughs) And I was so jealous because my friend, my best friend, got to play Goldilocks. And I was like, oh, man, she gets to be cute and, like, pretty. And I'm wearing this friggin' fur costume and growling (laughs) at people. And um, but then I remember afterwards, all the parents were like, oh, my God, you are so funny. And then I think from that point, I was like, "Oh, I want to feel this way all the time. And then shortly after that, I was like in some knockoff version of like the little engine that could where we didn't say, <laughs> I think I can. I think I can probably because <laughs> of legal reasons. But I said, I can do it. I can <laughs> do it. Oh, my gosh. And all the parents like were coming up to me and saying, oh, you were so funny. And then just from that, I think my ego just blew up. And I was like, <laughs> I'm going to be an actress. And then, yeah. So um, once I got into college, I did it as much as possible. And then after college, I moved to New York for a little while to pursue it. And I actually you know, I learned a lot. I did some short films and I did some like little music videos. I was an extra on Law and & Order and, um, what else? I feel like Smash. Law & Order
1: is like the, like anyone I know that lived in New York that was trying to be an actor, it was either in the background of Law & Order or had like a one-liner or like a walk-on, you know, it was like, that's just, okay, I'm, I'm getting into it now. I've, I've been on Law & Order.
2: <laughs> yes. I remember being so like excited just to be an extra like i was like i love this show and then of course my parents uh mainly my dad was like telling everyone my daughter's on law and order i'm like dad i'm an extra don't tell people on Law and Order. he wasn't wrong you were on the show you were on it <laughs> yeah i don't think i ever saw myself but yeah so i did that and i was on i don't know if you guys remember that show smash mm-hmm. um i don't oh it was like about them making a broadway show of Marilyn Monroe's life Mm -hmm. and I was they had um so many performance scenes where they had audiences so they employed like every extra probably for months they would be like okay for a whole week we need you to sit in the audience of the auditorium and it was cool I actually saw live Bernadette Peters was on the show and she was like tap dancing Um, so uh, even though what a cool experience yeah that's awesome
1: Dude, extra work is not to be scoffed at. It was a long, long day. You're kind of herded like cattle. Yeah, They don't treat you all that great usually. So like, you know, good for you. They normally
2: don't. I I have bad experiences as an extra where like we were in New York and we were pretending it was summer, but it was like February. So we couldn't wear our coats during filming. And then afterwards we go to like get our coats and they like literally threw them on the ground. Oh my gosh. In New York City, we're like all like trying to find our jackets and we're like (laughs) so I have been treated really bad, but then I've been treated really, really well. Um, and then most recently I was on Righteous Gemstones on HBO and I actually had a couple of lines, which was exciting. exciting. (laughs) And they treated me like I was like a movie star. Like they acted like they were so happy I was there. Uh. The director called me by my name. He wasn't like you, you know, like (laughs) Yeah. all the um like main cast actors which they didn't have to talk to me. I mean, it wasn't like I was a big role or anything. Um but they were so nice and just I mean, that group of actors seems like the type of actor you'd want to
1: work with,
2: you know? I mean,
1: just not only like what they're putting out there, but just who they are, you know?
2: Oh, yeah, they were just I mean, I couldn't believe how well I was treated like I said, if I wasn't more, like, grounded and about to, like, go home and wipe a baby's butt, I might think, <laughs> oh, my God, like, I am really, like, a star right now. <laughs> so, you got to meet Joel Goodman? I did. Yeah, he oh. was so, so nice. Like, I rode in a car with him from, like, the where the trailers were to set, and it was just us, so I was like, oh.
1: But I just told him,
2: I said, thank you so much for being so welcoming and so nice to me. And he literally goes, of course, you're one of us. I'm going
1: to cry for you.
2: (laughs) And he, yeah. And he asked me like, what else I have going on? And I told him about my son and he was like really chatty about that and telling me, you know, just about how to like enjoy every moment and all that, you know. It's so
0: cool. It was really cool. (laughs) That's really cool. Like it has... has Nothing else. You could be like, I did that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> did your Has your episode aired yet?
2: It aired. It was the first episode of season oh. two. And I, my lines actually weren't scripted. Um, the director was like, hey, like, throw this out there. Try this. Um, I would love to say that I came up with the lines. I did not. I, I wish I could improv like that. I, I've tried it before on set and they were like, just stick to the script. <laughs> um, but uh he told me kind of like say this say this so um I didn't think anything would make it in the show and actually three lines made it in so
1: that's so awesome
2: yeah it was cool well
0: <laughs> cool. I haven't started season two yet my husband we were magically alone last night like the kids oh, were at a slumber amazing. party yeah wow oh they're still gone we're gonna get them in a few hours here so Love it's it. been great <laughs> and we were trying to figure out what to to watch and he goes have you heard of this show righteous Jim? I'm like. We watched the first season together. What you? Oh, remember God. that? No, I'm yeah, like we. Hilarious. It was. It was since we lived in this house, John. He was like, "No, I haven't watched that show." I was like, "It was like during pandemic times." He goes, oh, "I must have been traveling." I was like, "You weren't traveling. With you the were lockdown here."
2: <laughs> oh, anyway. I love men. I love my husband, but sometimes I'm like, "Are you aware of life?
0: What? <laughs> <laughs> do you do you know living? Right? Do you recall?" Yeah. Yesterday? <laughs> <laughs> They're just uh, walking around,
1: looking around. Just right. walking around,
0: looking around. <laughs> That's all they got going uh. on there.
1: <laughs> all right.
0: Well, let's get into some reseller talk. And let's start with some scandal. Hard-hitting <laughs> questions, Lindsay. <laughs> all right. Listen, listener. Lizzie was involved in an Instagram scuffle about a year ago. Was it that long ago? I'm not sure. Maybe roughly, close, maybe, to. I guess maybe not quite a year ago, yeah. but a, a year ish, not longer than that. Um, do you? Do you, I'm gonna just? I'm not gonna set it up for you. I'm just gonna let you go. Tell okay. your story.
2: <laughs> um. Yeah. So I uh, got into reselling, and then I started thinking, oh, it's kind of fun. Like reselling is like a whole thing a whole community within itself not just the people who buy from resellers but there's like a whole community of actual resellers and we support each other and we um we know the inside jokes of reselling i said oh it'd be fun to create different like funny shirts and things or merchandise or whatever that resellers would like to wear or sport or whatever bags or shirts so i came up with i thought i came up with um a couple <laughs> of things um To put on shirts, just like simple things, Thrift Queen and like different things. I've seen other resellers sell shirts like that, you know. So um, I thought it would be funny for Mean Girls to do Get In Loser instead of we're going shopping, we're going thrifting because it's kind of funny. And I wanted it to look just like the famous shirt that Regina George wears, which is the white tank top with the a little bit dramatic. But instead it says Get In Loser, we're going thrifting. And I actually commissioned someone to make my shirts because I can't draw. So I paid somebody to draw them up and draw and, you know, make high resolution, basically images for my shirts. So then I put them out there and several months went by. I sold a few and I just thought it was fun. I bought myself a few from just Teespring, which is print on demand, Mm -hmm. um, which I thought was like the best option to be. uh, you know, considerate of the environment because it's not like I'm overproducing a ton of these shirts that are just going to end up in the trash. Like if someone wants one, they'll make it, you know? Yeah.
0: Um, and then it does. And then you don't have to do the shipping or anything, right? It would yeah. go from
2: the Yeah, exactly. All I do is I just upload the image. They put it on whatever merchandise I pick. They kind of set the price or you can adjust it a little bit. And then if someone buys one, they make it and then ship it. And i get like a small percentage. It wasn't wasn't necessarily to like make a lot of money. I just thought it'd be like a fun extra thing to do. And mm-hmm. then after a couple of months, I got an uh, Instagram message from one of my friends that said, hey, just FYI, you're getting called out by, uh, I can't even remember which one. I'm not being a jerk. I really don't remember. I think it was either Ryan or don't remember but one of them and I had actually watched a lot of their YouTube videos and I was like into their content and I thought it was cool and so um, they were claiming that I had blocked them because I knew exactly what I was doing and <laughs> that I I stole from them. And it's heartbreaking that I stole their idea. And I'm just thinking, I don't think you were even born yet when Mean Girls came out. So if <laughs> anyone has right to <laughs> this content, it is me because I actually was in high school when Mean Girls came out. Oh, Lacey, Lacey, you're muted. Lacey, you're muted. You're muted. <laughs> oh, damn it. Oh, <laughs> Um. But yeah, so that that happened. And I actually didn't block them because I was um, like scared they would find out I stole their idea. I had blocked them because I saw their shirts, which um, were posted months after I had posted mine. I thought they stole my idea. So I was like, I'm not going to get into it. I just block them. I don't want anything to do with them. Obviously, they're trying to do their own thing, whatever. I didn't say anything. So then we got into it and I just was like. I don't really get why you're coming for me. I have like three thousand followers. You have like twenty thousand followers. Like I'm not a threat to you. But thanks for telling everyone. I have cute shirts too. And then <laughs> he took everything down, I think, because he realized he was basically promoting someone that had a similar right <laughs> thing. Right. So I,
0: I, I loved. I can't remember. Did you make a feed post or was it in your stories? I remember reading whatever it is. Like your your like public comeback to the whole thing was. And I was just like, oh, she just took them to
2: task. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think it was, I was just like not having it. I was literally at home watching my baby trying to like get ready for the day. And I'm like, I'm not about to have like some 21 year old kid if he's even that old. Yeah. Like talk shit about me. I'm I'm a mom trying to do my best. Like I just had it that day and I wouldn't ever try to steal from anyone. And if anything. We're both stealing from Mean Girls. I mean, it's not I mean, like it was a completely original line. He listen. He didn't have a trademark on that. You know, there's no, no you TM. Can. Neither of us could. We could probably both get in trouble for having it. Honestly, I mean, <laughs>
0: I don't even. I don't even think you can. I don't know. And and it's not like this is the only industry where I've seen that. I've seen so many people's shirts out there. Get in, loser. Weird, but blah, 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 whatever it is. Exactly. Right, Lacey, yeah. Lacey, why don't you leave and come back in and see if that does it? we can't we cannot hear you
2: oh you're set you're right i was trying to say is that those dudes weren't even girls they don't get to mean girl screw that i know uh, they did and they were mean girling me i was just like well your response
0: i mean i don't i mean obviously i can barely remember yesterday but i just remember when i saw your response being like oh that was perfect like it wasn't like i didn't feel like it was like because a lot of times when people come for you on Instagram, it's best to just block and not even respond. That is usually my, and I don't get it on my reselling account, but on, on some of my other accounts I do. And um, usually block, ignore. and But sometimes, sometimes a response is needed and warranted. <laughs> and I thought you did a great job at, at responding to it.
2: Thank you. I just, I thought it was mean. And I was like, why are you trying to take me down? Like, I'm not even a threat. To you, I, there is no threat in reselling. No. I mean, there's plenty to go around. And like I said before, yep. it wasn't even like I said, oh, look at this original idea that came up with, I'm going to use that. It wasn't like... <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> so stupid.
1: People are stupid.
0: Again, young man with no kids has no idea... That's not the kind of shit that's going around in our heads. We're, mm-hmm. not trying to, we're not trying to figure out how to rip off people.
2: Yeah, if I have time <laughs> to myself, I'm not sleuthing the internet to steal no, ideas. I'm no. looking up, like, is my baby allergic to <laughs> yeah. blank paint chips off the wall because <laughs> he licked the wall? Like, I yeah. mean, that's what I'm spending my time doing. We're, we're in survival like, mode 9% yeah. of our day.
0: Yeah. That's all we're trying How to many do. times
1: have you called poison control?
0: <laughs> right, exactly. Today. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have girls, so I have not yet called poison control, but Lacey I know has
2: multiple times. Oh
1: yeah. Uh, three he times. Does anything the time, from was
2: the like, floor. It's just
1: Yeah. yeah. He ate yeah. one of those like silica, like, you know, stay fresh packs from like a thing of seaweed one time. Poison control. I thought he ate his own poop one time. Poison control. Like <laughs> I had him on speed
0: dial. Lacey, yeah. I was with you. I was visiting you. This is when you lived in LA. I was visiting you and he ingested some. Of that bag bomb? Bag like, bomb. Yeah,
1: for diaper rash. He had like a huge finger full, like, you know, and he was little. He had scraped his fingers through it and just and poison control.
2: Yep. He Mine with, does that too with the diaper cream. He just tries to like, it's, like not it's not a doodle. bottle.
0: <laughs> Which hot tip parents, if you have a real bad diaper rash on your kid, that bag bomb, they sell it in the baby section now at like CVS or Target, da, da, da. but like Walmart but back when we had, when I started having kids, they weren't readily available in all baby sections because it is actually a product farmers can use on cow udders. It's called bomb. Oh. Mm-hmm. But our mom, it's like one of those things like our mom used on us in the 70s and she gave it to us when our babies were born. And and it now actually is in children's sections, like diaper sections. And that stuff works. I yeah. do, It's not something I like to use use all the time because I was super granola crunchy when my kids were born but man when they get those bad rashes and you're just like desperate to do anything hot tip bag bomb Mm y'all it works really well something all right let's get back into reselling i first of all let's do this one first just a quick like just particularly your instagram account but then also like when i go searching in your closet your closet it looks very curated And I'm just wondering, is this an accidental, like all the stuff you happen to be attracted to just all has a similar look or are you like intentionally trying to create a curated aesthetic in your closet?
2: Well, that makes me very happy that you think that (laughs) it is curated because actually I want it to look that way, but I think I just have a certain attraction to, um, a certain type. I know for me personally, I like am obsessed with floral, everything. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, I don't know why I've just, and I didn't, never even realized it, but like I go in my closet and I'm like, okay, flowers is my thing, I guess, because I just happen to love it. Polka dots. And then also I think um, when I first started reselling, I followed um, Mogi Beth a lot. Like I watched, I binge watched like all her videos and learned a lot from her. And I learned a lot of brands through her. And so mm-hmm. I think a lot of the brands I go for kind of have similar looks as well. So um, I think that might be why they, it looks like I have a curated look, which is great because I've been trying to do that, but I didn't think I was accomplishing it. So
0: <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I, wish I,
1: accomplished. I definitely,
2: <laughs> your Instagram feed is very
0: curated and your closet is as well. And then I know like there are some differences of, uh, appearances in, within your closet though. And I know that, you know, I've messaged with you or maybe, maybe I didn't message with you. Maybe it was just, you were posting about it, like your different experiments with photographing and how you were like re photographing and like you, it seems like you've gone through a lot of different experiments to see what works best. So I just thought that would be a cool topic to talk about. Um, something I don't think we've talked about with another reseller yet is like, what have you found that is working best? And then what did you find that was not working?
2: Yeah. Photographing is like the bane of my existence. I Uh really shoes and bags. I have an easier time with, I think Mm -hmm. because me too yeah, you can see the shape of them without having to do a whole lot. Whereas yeah. like a dress or a shirt or pants, it's like hard to tell what they actually fit like if they're just hanging. So I obviously stock images show what an item looks like the best. I mean, you're not going to do it better than the brand itself who spent tons of money trying to make it look the best it can look like. I'm not going to take a better photograph than that. Yeah. Um, But I really want to, try to get away from using stock images because it does feel a little like a cop out. Like I'm going to just let this, I like, I don't know, you know, I mean, t- using stock images is technically stealing. Right. And, unquote, and so. certain brands have
0: been known to go in and find their stock photos and then contact Poshmark and then those listings get pulled. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard about it happening a lot, but I definitely have seen people on Instagram saying, Oh, this happened on Poshmark. Oh, one got pulled on eBay. So I mean, they have. Yeah, that, that happened
1: right. to be on eBay, and it was just like some a White House Black Market dress. Wow. Oh yeah, that's right? one of the like a stock photo of it, and they went in immediately. I, mean, I don't even think it was like listed on there for like an hour. Wow. It was gone. Yeah.
0: There's certain was brands. Like, oh, okay. I've seen other resellers list what brands like do, to avoid using stock photos because they'll get you real quick. Mm-hmm. I I don't know them off the top of it, but I want to say White House Black Market is one of them.
2: I've uh, heard obviously. Reformation as well <laughs> does that. Um, not on Poshmark, but on eBay, I think they find mm. stuff. Yeah. And I think part of it too is like if I sell something, I wanna feel like I sold it, not you know, I don't know. I just want to feel like I actually made that happen. And sometimes when I use stock images, I'm kinda like, did I just sort of Well plus you don't wanna um like the expectation of the buyer, like
0: from seeing the stock photo to what actually shows up. Yeah. It's a used piece of whatever if it's been used it's not going to look like what they're seeing
2: oh exactly mm-hmm. i i feel like sometimes some of my photographs were starting to like if you see the stock image and you click on it, you're like ooh, and then i didn't want them to click next photo and then they're like oh you know i want it to, <laughs> th- you know it, it, it can yeah. be disappointing because like i said nothing is going to look as good as the stock photo <laughs> i've been
0: moving towards making instead of making the stock photo my cover photo i've been moving towards making the stock photo like my last photo
2: Mm -hmm. i like that too because it's like okay here's what it looks like on someone but here and i tried modeling and that helps sometimes but i'm i'm short i'm five foot two and me too girl Oh, are you? You know, I'm 5'2". I've had a baby and I had a C-section. So uh, I'm not necessarily like in modeling shape. Not that you have to be. I just think, you know, for me, I'm so insecure about everything. But I'm like, every time I take a picture of myself wearing something, I'm like, "Mm, it doesn't look, I don't look like a model. So then I want to take it down. I don't think that of anyone else. It's just of myself. (laughs) Of course, of course, course critics. We beat ourselves
0: up. I promise it gets better. Yeah. Like I don't give a shit anymore. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I don't give a shit. But you look amazing. I'm always like, look, uh, I, I told you before, I'm like, um, hope this doesn't sound weird, but like your body is amazing. <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, She was listen. like,
1: yeah, I, you know, it's that 20 minutes of workout I do like twice a week.
0: <laughs> okay it's first of all it's more than twice a week secondly i've had that's what I've you had, said to me
1: quote unquote i mean you were obviously joking it
0: was yeah. hilarious i've <laughs> had an abdominal plasty for one because i had um what's it called that we had like diastasis recti we had diastasis mm-hmm. diastasis recti where, like i was my body was in shape and my stomach was like protruding Boop. because my abs didn't go back together yep. and it was becoming medically awful like what the things i was experiencing Lacey had it too and And also, I don't drink alcohol anymore or eat gluten because my body says no to both of those things. So you combine all that together, it's gonna have a result. <laughs> you can't go wrong if you just listen to your body, I think too, yeah. I, I mean, listen, I miss all the gluten and I miss all the wine drinking, but you know, my life is definitely dramatically improved without those things in that's my life.
2: Good. that's a, yeah. I think sometimes you have to listen to it, even if your body's saying, I'm really craving chocolate cake. I think you should listen to that.
0: <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> Shut up, body. Shut up. You're going <laughs> to suffer for it. All right. Well, tell us what what are you doing now that you are liking in your in photography? Like, what is your newest setup?
2: Um, I still every day. I'm trying something different. I definitely love the look of a clean white background. I think that always you can't go wrong with that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, When I do shoes, a lot of the time I'll do a nice white piece of poster board. And then um, what I really like for shoes now is I push that up against a white wall. And so there is that line. So it doesn't look like a nice continuous backdrop, but it still looks really clean. And I also think sometimes when it looks a little too good, like if it looks too professional, people get kind of wary. Like, is this authentic you know what I mean like yeah um is this a real listing uh so it's like it either has to be a stock image or it has to look like someone took this photo themselves (laughs) I don't think it can look too too good right I I agree
0: because they they need to know this is not a stock photo this is the actual product you Mm -hmm. would be exactly
2: yeah yeah Yeah. and sometimes like when I'm shopping if I see something and it's someone like wearing gloves holding like a Louis Vuitton, for some reason, as professional as that looks, I Mm -hmm. always am like, "Mm, you're not just like a girl selling her high end bag. You're like, I I don't know. I don't trust this.
0: (laughs) I know. Yeah. There's some things definitely you'll see pictures in your, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what this is. I'm not, I'm not looking at this. I'm not buying this. (laughs) Yeah. It's a weird psychological game. (laughs) <laughs> but also is. like when I'm checking comps or I'm like researching brands or styles or whatever like I see things that have sold I'm like these photographs like why am I wasting time on this process that I am doing? I these, know these, these I things the sold.
2: and they're like they're it's a shirt crumbled up on the floor what the hell <laughs> I also think there's something I really want to nail down like whatever is best because I have several different photo styles in my closet right now I think if you just if it's consistent whether how good or yeah. bad i think people i don't know i just think it you start to create kind of a brand within that like it might not be the greatest photograph ever taken but if they're all consistent they all sort of look uh-huh. the same i think that can increase people bundling from you yeah because it's kind of like feels like a cohesive store like oh if i like this from her i'll probably like this you know yeah so um, that's kind of what I'm moving towards. I just want to find what I like the best and then photograph everything the exact same way.
0: <laughs> Lacey started using a dress form and I just decided this weekend I'm going to buy a dress form and start doing dress forms. Awesome. It was a game changer when I got that thing. At, like, I don't, like, it's going to be a little faster than modeling, right? Like, cause modeling, mm-hmm. it just takes longer. And the dress mm-hmm. form, I, you can get that probably, right? Like, I mean, I don't know. I haven't oh, done it. Yeah. Just, I,
1: like, I will just look up cause I have, it goes from extra small all the way up to large. Mm -hmm. And I just look up online, okay, what's the large, like, measurements, bust, waist hips, and I just boop, 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 and throw the thing on there. And I can take a picture and, like, all the way around and close-ups and stuff and be done, like, under a minute. That's amazing.
2: And have you found that… I've got, like, my big
1: umbrella light on it, and, like, it's awesome.
2: Have you found that sales have gone up from having the dress form?
1: Um, Well, I was modeling all my stuff before, um, unless it was, like, just way too big, and I would do um, stock photos if I could. Um so I, I feel like it's it's stayed the same, you know. I mean, I think I've sold more stuff because I've been listing more and like putting mm-hmm. more to my closet, you know, but I re- I really feel like it's just they want to see it on someone something, you know? And yeah. I think it really helps. So they're like, "Oh, that's a true fit. Okay, got it."
0: And and the time saving, like that is what I'm trying to cut. Yeah time. Like I'm trying to cut seconds out of everything I do right now. I'm like, what can I do to be more efficient? Like in everything. And I'm finding little, I mean, you keep thinking like I can't figure out any more ways to cut time, yeah. but like an example, I just figured out, I use a uh, Lightroom to um, like put presets on my photos to brighten them up. And I saw um, Ashley Recloth Collection. She was showing this way of like, cause before, do either of y'all use Lightroom? I do. Yeah. I don't like like you. I was going like one at a time and using the preset on each individual picture. And it just added up, you know, the time, the seconds of like Mm -hmm. waiting for it to hit and then slide to the next picture and then waiting for it to light up. And then, well, I saw Ashley posting about that. So I messaged, messaged her, asked her how to do it. And now I can like do my whole like all my photographs. I mean, you have to sit there and wait for it to go through each one. But I can be doing something else over here on my computer while that's running through and I don't have to manually do it myself.
2: I think it also makes a big difference if they all have the same preset too. Because I think when there's different
0: that's the hard part too. Yeah. I have to go
2: through. Especially when you're
1: photographing black stuff.
2: Yeah. I have Mm, a different
1: preset.
0: I I have a different preset I use on my blacks, which I'm still I need to like work around, see if I can come up with like because you can go in and manually edit them. I got to find, I'm n- never happy with my black photography.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm mostly never happy. Like I might be happy with a photograph like right away. And then a few weeks later, I'm like, what was I thinking? Ew, I'm going to rephotograph that.
0: Oh, <laughs> uh. um, and then let's talk about your Etsy. Oh, I just thought yeah. that yeah. was so interesting. Um, you sell China on there and then crafts that you make. Is that what?
2: Yeah, it's been really fun. Um, this, this is really like kind of something my mom and I were kind of doing together. And it started because we decided to do, we wanted to sell at this like local event that they have every month in our neighbor, like not neighborhood, but our city basically. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's like a big deal, but you have to have a website. So that's how it all started. So I was like, okay, well, let's start a website. And then like one thing led to another. I'm like, okay, well, let's also do an Etsy. (laughs) And then um, I don't know. It just went from there. And so now we've found an Etsy is a great place to sell. Um, We have like a a business license, but Etsy reports the sales tax for you, which is a big deal because otherwise I would have to be reporting my sales tax monthly. And since Etsy automatically takes it out, that's like an easy thing Um, we were having an easier time with Etsy because they just charge you like a little bit per listing, whereas a website charges monthly, whether you're making sales or not. So, (laughs) um, so anyways, yeah, we started the Etsy. Um, we sell China, vintage China on there. Um, I'm working on adding more to it. I have probably 500 pieces of vintage China. We collected it for my wedding in 2019, I probably could have rented it from someone, but for some reason we (laughs) went hunting. This was before I was reselling and um, we didn't really think about resale value. We were just finding what we thought was pretty and kind of went together. And there's definitely certain kinds of vintage China that goes together. And then there's like a whole different kind, you know, so we wanted those kind of like 60s, 70s looking Floral Noritaki um, style china pieces. So we sell those on there, and then we make trinket dishes out of oyster shells. My mom makes candles, and we sell those on there. And I think that pretty much does it.
0: <laughs> and then, all, cute! I love it. Do y'all do that little shot, that little
2: market every month? We don't. We actually we did one craft show, and uh-huh. we were like, we don't want to do that again. Oh. <laughs> Um, no, we, we might try it again. Uh, it was our first one ever. The good thing about it was it lit a fire under our butt, gave us like a deadline. So we had to have all this stuff ready to go, mm-hmm. which was nice because then when we did the Etsy shop, it was like, okay, we have 10 of these, we have 10 of these. And that made it easy. And if we hadn't done the show, we would not have had any product. Probably would have been like, here's one. And if someone orders yeah. one, we'll make enough, you know? Um, so we actually have physical inventory, which is nice uh and we might do another one the setup was a lot and we had a lot of we had like this wooden ladder that we used to display things and that was uh, not fun to set up we had a table a tent all that and then we had to get like a little square reader so it's very involved so anyone who does physical pop-ups kudos to you I did not yeah, <laughs> Enjoy I used to help our friend work. Charlotte
1: do those, like for her like design company. She used to have her own jewelry design uh, company, and she would go to these like trade shows in Vegas, and she would always bring me along as like her employee, and then I would pick out some like cool jewelry that she made for myself as like my earnings. But oh my god, it's so much work! It's so much work! It's, it's so exhausting. Work.
2: And if yeah. you make a lot, I'm sure it's worth it. Mm-hmm. But it was our first one ever, and we didn't really know. And when we weren't making sales, I like dropped the price. I was like, three of these for $5, you know, and then we started selling and she's like, what are you doing? I went to the bathroom for five seconds. <laughs> I'm like, but we sold some. And she's like, Be quiet,
0: know. mom. I'm busy over here. I'm rolling. <laughs> Lizzie's just out there like throwing them at people. I'm like, <laughs> <for> <laughs> working and rolling over here. You don't know. I'm trying to make sales. You don't get it. <laughs> um, Where do you, so are you getting all your china at the thrift store? Is that where that is all coming from?
2: We, um, I physically have it all. I'm not even like looking for more until I start to unload some of it. But is it all from your wedding? It's all from my wedding. Um, we hand-washed, well, I say we, my mom and my mother-in-law hand-washed everything after. (laughs) Thank God for them. Um, and, uh, we went shopping at like Habitat for Humanity, thrift stores, Goodwill, um, antique stores, Anywhere that we could find it. I'm imagining yeah.
1: that on the table setting with, like, all these different mix match, but the same, like, genre of china. And that looks so cute in my head. Yeah. yeah I have
2: pictures. Good. Yeah, that's what it is. That's, it was, like, all different. Like, we we did have one set that was, like, all the same. But we didn't put those together. We just yeah doled them out to different tables. And that's that was the look. I, I had a lot of competing themes at my wedding. I just couldn't decide. <laughs> I just wanted to do every possible Thing I could do, so um, you don't have to decide. You can do them all. I it's, did. Yeah, I mean, it's your, yeah. It looked kind of crazy, but you know, I don't care. <laughs> I love all it. your awesome. all your favorite things right there. Exactly. I mean, if you don't do it for your wedding, when else can you do it? Yeah, <laughs> it's very true. Um, what is the
0: what is the market like? What's the va- like? No, no, no. Mm-mm. What's the market like? Are people lo- shopping on Etsy for vintage China?
2: I think. That I'm learning kind of. I went through to try to value out everything. Um, and I ended up having a pretty valuable set of plates that I did not realize um, how valuable. I got them from Habitat for Humanity. And I actually went to this website called Replacements. And they sell if you have a set of china basically like oh you broke one we might mm-hmm. have the replacement for that so i was like looking through their inventory and what things are priced at and i was surprised a lot of the things i have are pretty like like m- most of my stuff i paid probably like two to eight dollars for a plate like eight being the most for like a really special thing that i thought was mm-hmm. so beautiful i couldn't leave it behind and then two dollars for on average of like Goodwill and other things, like thrift stores. Um, and there was this one set of plates I had. It was four dinner plates. It's called the Bouquet is the style name of this plate. And um, I think I got them like 50 cents each at Habitat for Humanity. And I've sold them for $40 each. Ah, Etsy, nice. That's
1: crazy. Which
2: I, I'm i like, did I price it too low? They've all sold. Oh,
1: That's wow. awesome.
2: Which is insane. <laughs> I, I never would have thought like it would be that big of a difference, (laughs) but I guess you have a whole set of China and you're like, I'm missing one dinner plate. I would pay $30 to complete my set. Yeah.
0: Yeah. How are you packaging it?
2: Very carefully. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just wrapping the crap out of it in bubble wrap. And then also like, uh, the Brown, like craft packing paper wrapped around that. And then in a box. And then I just like right fragile as big as i can all over it and so have you far had any- so
1: good
2: all good all good so far yeah, so far <laughs> i and mean like we well, sold s- this
1: plate for 40 dollars, but i spent 39 on packing material
2: <laughs> <laughs> right like that's the thing and that that is the thing about like i'm like how do i want to sell 500 pieces of china and like have to pack it like this and but otherwise i just don't know if i'm going to be able to like unload all of this without selling each piece individually Mm -hmm. Unless someone else is like, I want to do the weird mismatched china for my wedding. I wonder if anyone out there has a setting amount for 125 people. (laughs) So do you have them
0: all? Like, how do you have them listed on Etsy? Individually?
2: Yep. Individually. So there are some duplicates like I have. And that was kind of the cool thing. It was like, I have some that I know where I got like one of them. And then I must have come across the same exact plate other places so now that I have like three of the same style that you know I got from three different places which is kind of cool Um, so some of them that I have duplicates it's one listing and it's like three available well
0: that has gotten me through my list of questions Um, exit question what has been your off the top of your head what's been like your biggest sale so far
2: my ooh. I know the most, the highest price sale was a pair of Louboutins I got from a buy, sell trade.
0: And that was recent.
2: That was recent. And I probably priced them too low. I accepted a low offer, but, um, I, that was $185 and I know Louboutins could go for much more, but I just felt for the condition, um, that it was appropriate, but I paid for that $100. So I didn't make a huge profit. Um, but biggest profit-wise, probably, like, stuff from the bins most of the time. I can flip bin stuff pretty quick because I'm like, oh, if I get $50 for this, even though it's worth, like, $100, I don't care because I paid 50 cents for it or, you know. Right.
0: So are so. you able to pick up good pieces? Are you finding
2: good stuff at your bins? Depends. Sometimes, like, oh. Sometimes the bins is so kind to me, and I love it, and I can spend hours in there. And then there's a, those days that you go in there and everything's damp. Like, <laughs> I cannot do this today. I uh, am just to call it. Uh, I mean,
0: it's it's hard enough to get over that obstacle when you first start going to the bins anyway of like, uh, this is gross. But yeah, you do. You mm-hmm. get into the you get into the groove of it, and you just start digging, and you, and you kind of lose that. But if it's all damp, mm-mm, uh, hard pass. I'm like super
2: about the shoes at the bins because you can. I mean, yeah. Normally it's less gross than all the clothes because sometimes there's been underwear and yeah. yeah, And I'm just like, no, no, no. no." But the shoe bins, when it's like all shoes, I'm like, I could do this all day.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I've I've definitely made some good profits off of bin shoes. Yes, like our bins, it's three dollars a shoe, not a shoe, a pair of shoes. But, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so ours are kind of expensive. It is, it is, but cheaper than what we're finding um, in our thrifts around here. Mm-hmm. How how? What are your shoes priced at your bins?
2: Um, Everything is just by the pound. So whether uh-huh. it's oh, wow. shoes or clothes or which they could come out to multiple pounds. It's like a dollar nineteen a pound or something. So. I don't know how much a pair of like boots weighs. They could end up being three dollars. I'm not sure. Um, but yeah, everything is by the pound. Clothes and shoes are like a dollar nineteen, and then like books are like fifty cents a pound or something.
0: Ours is like shoes have their own price. It's like two ninety nine, mm-hmm. three dollars. I can't remember. Clothes are all by the pound, bags. I think bags are per piece too, but they're not they're like a dollar or something, right, Lace? And yeah, I want to
1: see if they're like I think they're seventy five cents a
0: bag. Oh wow. I think. And then home goods are like priced um per item. Oh wow electronics. What yeah. about
2: your Goodwill retail? Like what are the prices like?
0: They're mostly good. Most of our goodwill retails are not marked up here. But yeah. we also do not have good stuff at our oh. Goodwill.
2: <laughs> no. They <Nope>. recently <laughs> raised the prices at mine. So now shoes are like six ninety nine each. Oh gosh. So I think ours crazy. are like
0: Four or five. Ours are four, four ninety nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They used to they be five ninety nine, all the, and all and the like, dresses and
1: stuff.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: What, Lacey? Uh, they
1: What'd just you... recently ra- raised the prices of our dresses and stuff, and, and so, coats. Yeah, coats, coats got raised. Yeah.
0: But they're still like, I'll see people posting on Instagram some of the crazy like Goodwill prices. Ours have, and the Goodwill we like to go to in Richmond, they have a they have certain sections where the pr- things are way priced up on stuff. Yeah. But the ones here in Charlottesville haven't done that, not yet anyway. But again, what we find here at our thrift stores are.
2: It's not worth it. So,
0: not good. So, yeah. <laughs> it's better to like go to the bins actually in terms of reselling for yeah. uh, Charlottesville. You know? I feel
2: better after shopping at the bins. I'm like, any of this stuff, if it doesn't sell, I'm kind of like, I mean, I don't want to waste money, but I'm also like, it'll be fine. It's not like, you know, I can go to the bins, leave with a ton of stuff and be $20 poorer. Whereas sometimes I'll leave the thrift and I'm like, I just spent $150. Yeah. 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 And and you know,
0: you know, you're going to make your money back on a bins haul. Mm -hmm. Like you're going to make more than your money. Even if everything doesn't sell, you're going to make your money back. Yep. And it's worth
2: spending your time. Like if I get it from the bins, normally like I wash everything right when I get home and try to make it look as nice as possible. I think sometimes you get fooled when you go like retail Goodwill shopping even retail, regular retail, I'm like, nothing is clean. Just, yeah. yeah <laughs> it looks clean. Yeah. Even, but people have tried all this stuff on. Just, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Even with their anything. grubby hands all over. Yeah. It yeah. Fooders, I
0: always but. washed everything before I wear it when I buy stuff. Even, even if it's not Goodwill stuff.
2: Yes, mm-hmm. exactly. My mom's always said that she's like, do not wear anything until you have washed it, whether it came from Target or it came from yeah. Goodwill. I don't care. Just wash it.
0: <laughs> my, and my girls do not like that because when they buy something, they, they want to wear it. it. Right there. We were at Target this week by buying some stuff for both of them and the little one wanted to wear the shorts that she was buying out of the store. Oh,
2: like, yes, it's like so exciting. I'm like, "Yeah, I want to put this on my body right now."
0: <laughs> she was so cute. It's her first pair. Like my girls will only wear elastic pants and sh- like any they will not wear denim. They hate it's not comfortable. But she decided she wanted some distressed shorts, denim shorts. So, we, I took her in the dressing room. I was like, just, you know, let's figure out if you think these are comfortable. You're actually going to wear them. I'm happy to buy them if you wear them. She is so proud of them. And it was just oh. – she's seven. And it was just the cutest thing ever because they do not own a single pair of pants that have a button and a zipper. It was just the <laughs> cutest thing ever watching her. I don't know why, trying to, like, button and zip up those shorts. <laughs> oh, I was just like, oh, Juno. You're so, so freaking cute. cute. <laughs>
1: God.
2: love um.
1: it. That little girl, she <laughs> won't even wear pants. I know. <laughs> She'll wear leggings and, like – she was. wore these shorts that are so short, they're like bicycle shorts and like a shirt, and it looks like she doesn't even have any pants on. <laughs> oh
2: my god, that's the look right now. Sometimes when I see these like new, um, younger, like even like I have a cousin, she's twenty two, and I see what they're wearing, I'm like, I am so old. Like that is so beyond me. I mean, I'm I'm thirty two, but man, like the the difference in fashion and what we like, it, it just, I, yeah. Sometimes like I gotta try to keep up. So I'll ask her, I'll be like, what's popular right now? I don't know what. You know? No, I want,
0: I want to look like I'm wearing pants. I need to. I do. I way, do at, at this phase of my life. I mean, I get it. I probably would have done that too when I was younger. So good for them. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Lizzie. I think, uh, I think we've gotten through it all. We've taken up about an hour of your time and that's, uh that's too much for a busy yeah, lady. Thank
2: you. I I really appreciate you guys, you know, asking me to do this and I enjoyed it. I love you guys. You guys are awesome. And I wish you many, many, many sales. <laughs> uh, well, you too. To you. <laughs> so thank you for being here. It was really
1: fun to get to talk
2: to you. Yeah, yeah, it was awesome. Yeah. Thank you guys.
0: Thank you so much to Lizzie for being here today. We can't tell you how much we appreciate when busy sellers take time to like come spend sit and bullshit with us for an hour. It really means a lot to us. And we love it. I'm loving getting to talk to all of these resellers that we've become friends with on Instagram.
1: I know. It's really fun. Just getting it like, you know, a little bit of who they actually really are and stuff. She was a, a delight.
0: Yeah, she really was. She's um, she, she was a great guest. And I'm so glad that she wanted to be on the show with us. Thanks for being here. Next week, we are doing another episode of What's Selling on Poshmark Today for over a $100. Good <laughs> could be fun. Join yeah. us. Yeah. So join us next week for that. And then in the meantime, I don't know. Just be cool. Like, do something else. Be rad. I don't, <laughs> like, I
1: guess. All right. Two sisters. One podcast. Thrifters Sisters. sisters. I Was why fire a- getting worse every time.
0: I feel like that one wasn't too bad. I think we did okay. Oh. Okay, well, I'm just going to go. Okay, bye. <laughs> bye. Bye.
2: Thrifter Sisters.
0: Thrifter Sisters is written and recorded by me, Lindsay. And me, Lacey. Produced and edited by Hot Moms of Seaville Productions. Music is written and performed by Mariana Bell. See you next week. Bye. Bye.